This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Vinegar has been the topic of my most recent blog posts, and this comes on the heels of a story I wrote for the May 9th edition of the Mail Tribune about a new book by an Applegate authority on fermentation. Audiences may be familiar with Kirsten Shockey's work. She's written five books all about fermentation, from vegetables to hot sauces, to cider, to her most recent one, Home Brewed Vinegar is the title. It was released nationwide this week, and the story delves into the book a little bit more and highlights where it can be purchased and where readers can check out Kirsten's blog and website. You can find that story in the Mail Tribune's May 9th edition under the headline, Homebrewed Vinegar, you can also search vinegar on the right-hand side of the page under the magnifying glass in the Mail Tribune's website. I wanted to piggyback on that story a little bit and sort of keep the momentum going with some recipes for pickles using vinegar. Quick pickles and easy home preservation methods for items such as onions. There's a post for pickled red onions on May 10th on my blog at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Look for that post under the headline cider vinegar mellows red onions. And later in the week on May 12th, another post came up under the headline traditional spices accent pickled beets. That one uses wine vinegar, red or white, which is probably the easiest form of vinegar to make at home, according to Kirsten Shockey. And I thought in this podcast, I would give a little bonus recipe from her book, Home Brewed Vinegar, kind of a preview rather than delving into these recipes I posted, which are more simple, more straightforward. They're pretty universal. I thought I would share her recipe for universal wine vinegar from home brewed vinegar. It works with any type of wine, she writes, red, white, or rosé, or a mix if you have old bottles of wine, leftovers after a gathering. It's a great way to use wines that are maybe past a drinking prime or ones you didn't particularly care for. They all make great vinegar, even if they're just not great paired with meals any longer. The important thing to remember is to get a 5% acidity vinegar, which is required to preserve foods at room temperature after canning using a boiling water method. You need to start with an alcohol that is at least 5%. And Kirsten delves into the science of the fermentation of vinegar for everyone who really wants to understand this process and the sugar levels and just various aspects of it that I'm not going to go into detail here, but it's not too hard to find a wine that's at least 5% alcohol, 
probably the majority of wines on the market are at least that level. And in fact, a lot of beers are as well. One of the main topics of her book is how to get vinegar started. And you do need to start with a raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized vinegar, not one you've purchased in the store, just grabbed off the shelf. It needs to be very specific to start a new batch of vinegar or a vinegar mother. And these can be ordered online. It's fairly easy to obtain these ingredients readily at this point in time for anyone interested in home preservation. You'll need a bottle of wine, 750 milliliters, or if you're combining wines, measure it out to be a full bottle, a half teaspoon of 3% hydrogen peroxide if the wine contains sulfites. That neutralizes those. You want a cup or 237 milliliters, if we're being as precise as we are with the wine measurement, of unchlorinated water. That's important because chlorination kills the beneficial bacteria that is at the root of fermentation that turns foods into something else, transforms vegetables into a fermented sauerkraut, for example. And then a half cup of, again, that raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized vinegar or a vinegar mother. The recipe for universal wine vinegar starts by pouring the wine, the entire bottle, 750 milliliters, into a sanitized wide mouth jar. Now, if the wine contains sulfites and natural wines often do not. It's a selling point of natural wines. Sulfites have been blamed for some people's adverse reaction to wine, but it's long been used as preservation for wines, but you can find bottles that don't contain them. But if it does, stir in that half a teaspoon. It's just a tiny bit, 3% hydrogen peroxide. Let that sit for a minute, then stir in the cup of unchlorinated water with a wooden spoon. Pour in the half cup raw vinegar. Stir well because a little oxygen is good for getting the process going. Or if you're using a vinegar mother, you would add it to the jar. That's why a wide mouth jar is important because a mother is sort of a semi-solid, like squishy material that you would poke down into the mouth of this jar. Cover the jar with a piece of unbleached cotton. That's butter muslin, which again, you can find online. It's sometimes referred to as cheesecloth, but it actually isn't cheesecloth. It is readily available in kitchen supply stores and in stores that have home brewing supplies, such as Blackbird in Medford has a great section. You can also use a basket style paper coffee filter, she writes. Secure that with a string, a rubber band, or a threaded metal canning band. That's just the screw band that you put down over jars when you're doing home canning. This keeps out fruit flies. You don't want to leave the jars just open. Then place the jar on a counter or in another spot that's about 75 degrees to 86 degrees. Most people think they need special environments for fermenting foods if they haven't ever done it before, when in fact, the kitchen counter is a great spot for that. You don't want it too hot, like right by your stove, but it's right about the temperature that bacteria multiplies, which is why it's so important to store 
foods that we don't want to ferment properly so they don't have bacterial growth at room temperature, meaning keep them hot or keep them cold below 40 degrees because this is a great temperature for bacteria to just take over a food. Check the vinegar in a month when a nice acidity should have developed, she writes. However, it may take another month or two for the acidity to fully develop. Fermentation goes at a different speed in everyone's home. Test the pH. It should be 4% or below. pH strips are another thing that's widely available online or in stores that sell home preservation. Home brewing kits will have them as well. Bottle half the vinegar and replace what you took with the same amount of wine to keep the batch going. Or bottle it all and store the mother for another batch to share with a friend. You need to leave the mother sort of marinating in some of the liquid. It doesn't really do well getting dried out. They can be revived, but you keep them in some of the solution. Use the vinegar immediately or age it to allow it to mellow and the flavors to develop. And that makes about one quart of universal wine vinegar from the book Home Brewed Vinegar by Applegate author Kirsten Shockey. Read more about her work and about the book in my story, published May 9th in the Mail Tribune, under the headline Home Brewed Vinegar. And check out some of the posts on my blog this week using vinegar for pickling foods, quick pickling, vinegar pickling, of course, not what is actually fermentation of a recipe for traditional spiced beets, a recipe for quick red onion pickles, and I'll be posting a recipe for pickled eggs later in the week. Be sure to check that one out at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.